This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and a toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving and all the potential dangers around it when it comes to your dog and less likely your cat. We'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER vet. Today, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving dangers. Now, I love and hate Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving because it's a total eat fest. But in the emergency room, I hate Thanksgiving because I end up seeing a ton of pancreatitis. So you're probably wondering, what in the world is pancreatitis? And I recommend that you check out my previous episode where we talked about what pancreatitis is. And the main reason why I wanted to talk about this is because pancreatitis can actually be deadly. I've talked about this so much because I see it so much in the veterinary ER. So if you have a Shetland sheepdog or a miniature schnauzer, or you have a dog that happens to be maybe a little bit overweight, you definitely want to check out my episode from, oh my gosh, was it five years ago? Yes. Episode eight of ER Vet called Pancreatitis in Dogs and Cats. We also talked about pancreatitis in cats on episode 114, but pancreatitis in cats is totally different than what it is in dogs. So what is pancreatitis? Itis is basically inflammation. So when you see pancreatitis, it's inflammation of the pancreas. When do we see it? In dogs, we see pancreatitis when they get into fattening foods. And guess what's fattening at Thanksgiving? The pieces of turkey skin and turkey bone and turkey meat that you're giving your dog. So anytime a dog gets into anything fattening, it can stimulate the enzymes in the pancreas and basically really piss off the enzymes, causing this massive inflammation. Again, especially in the miniature schnauzer and in certain dogs that have really high triglyceride or cholesterol levels. So again, Yorkshire Terriers, Miniature Schnauzers, Shetland Sheepdogs are the top three dogs that I'm talking about here. With pancreatitis, we usually see signs of vomiting or diarrhea or even bloody diarrhea. 
Sometimes we'll see vomiting of bile or even regurgitation. We'll see abdominal pain. And sometimes it's reflected in a form called the prayer position, where your dog is actually looking like they're praying, where their rear end may be hunched up and they're sort of bowing down, almost like a downward dog yoga position. And they usually do that from severe abdominal pain. Sometimes we can see signs of really bad dehydration or even signs of shock. So pancreatitis is something that can be quite serious. Now, humans also get pancreatitis, but they don't get it from Thanksgiving dinner. They usually get pancreatitis from gallbladder-related disease, so maybe they have gallbladder stones, or more commonly, from alcoholism and drugs. So again, little different mechanism of action of how dogs get it versus how cats get it versus how humans get it. Regardless, it's the number one thing that I diagnose next week in the emergency room. So what's your takeaway? Please don't give your dog Thanksgiving scraps. I know it seems like it's really nice to let your dog lap up that gravy and lap up the extra pieces of crispy skin from the turkey or to give your dog the neck of the turkey. Don't do that. Okay, huge no-no. While you think you're giving your dog a treat, you're actually putting them at risk for pancreatitis or even for a possible foreign body obstruction. You know what gets stuck in little dog's esophaguses? It's actually turkey neck. It's the perfect diameter for getting stuck in there. The bones can get stuck in the stomach. The bones can get stuck in the intestines. And very rarely, it can get stuck in the esophagus, which is a life-threatening emergency that requires a $2,000 endoscopy to fix. So when in doubt, please no fatty table scraps. Now, I will admit, I'm guilty of letting my own dog lick the dinner plate, but the dinner plate barely has anything on it. In fact, I've already scraped away the turkey. I've already scraped away the turkey skin. I've taken away any bones, but I let my dog lick the plate, okay? A little bit is not a big deal, but it's significant amounts or if your dog's not used to it or if your dog has a sensitive stomach, that can be a big trigger. Now, I will admit, I've even seen Yorkshire Terriers get one piece of bacon or one piece of turkey skin and develop life-threatening pancreatitis. So when in doubt, please don't feed it. I will also say when it comes to feeding your pet table scraps, there are safer things to feed than fatty table scraps. I don't want you to give the turkey skin. I don't want you to give the turkey meat or the turkey bones. If you want to give something, you can give a little bit of mashed potatoes. You can give a little bit of sweet potato. But, you know, when in doubt, you really want to avoid the things that are potentially dangerous or the things that have poisonous things in them. So what else is poisonous? Maybe the stuffing has certain types of currants in it. Currants that are made from vitis species in the same family as grapes and raisins can result in acute kidney failure. So please don't let your dog get into any grapes or raisins or certain currants. Onions, leeks, garlic, and chives. These are from the allium species. And I'll tell you, it's not poisonous if it's just a tiny amount. I remember I was letting my dog lick my plate and my husband runs across the room. He's like, there's onion powder in there. And I was like, eh, it's just a tiny amount. So small amounts, not a big deal. However, the bigger danger is if the product is uncooked or raw. So your dog gets into a clove of raw garlic versus you put, you know, a small piece of garlic and a 
big thing of stuffing, that's not as big of a danger. However, when these common kitchen foods from the allium species are eaten by both dogs and cats, it can actually cause something called oxidative damage to the red blood cells. It basically makes the red blood cells rupture. That's what we call hemolysis. Now, cats are extremely sensitive to this. And certain Japanese breeds are too, like the Akita. That's because they have abnormal hemoglobin, just so you know. So cats are sensitive. Again, the Japanese breeds are also sensitive to this, and they can develop a severe anemia from even eating small amounts, okay? I will say, as a toxicologist, I rarely see allium or, again, onion, garlic, chives, and leeks poisoning. It's usually chronic where I see it. It's a pet owner who happens to be sprinkling some garlic powder on their cat's food every single day for 10 days because they're trying to entice them to eat. Well, that can be really poisonous. So when in doubt, keep the fatty table scraps and the onions, leeks, garlic, and chives away too. Keep those raisins and grapes and currants away. Now let's talk dessert. If you have a ton of desserts that you're serving for Thanksgiving, you also want to make sure that none of them are made with xylitol. You guys have heard me talk about xylitol poisoning before. Xylitol is actually a natural sugar substitute. It's got a really low glycemic index. In other words, it has very little calories, which is why people use it. Now, if you ever see something like sugar-free gum, like Trident or Orbit or icebreakers or certain flavors, you do have to see if it says sugar-free and whether or not it contains xylitol. Some of them contain other types of sugar alcohols like sorbitol or malitol or truvia or stevia. The other types of sugar alcohols or sugar substitutes are not poisonous. It's only xylitol that is. My general rule is please don't bake with xylitol. Some people will bake with 100% xylitol powder. And I actually had a German shepherd that almost died and went into liver failure from eating seven muffins made with 100% xylitol powder. So you definitely want to keep those out of your desserts this holiday. I will say when you do see sugar-free products, it's usually in gums and mints and surprisingly in large amounts in toothpastes and mouthwashes. So your guests probably want sugar with their desserts. So don't use fake sugar, okay? Don't use sugar alcohols if you have dogs at home. You just want to keep that out of reach because you don't want the chance that your dog's going to be poisoned by it. Now, xylitol is not poisonous to humans, and it's not poisonous to cats, but in non-primate species, specifically dogs, it causes a massive insulin spike. And with that insulin spike, it makes your dog's blood sugar drop to a life-threateningly low level. And that can cause your dog to be really weak or vomit or collapse or tremor or seizure, and it can actually cause secondary liver failure. Now, with xylitol, there is a toxic dose. The toxic dose is 0.1 grams per kilogram or 100 milligrams per kilogram, okay? At really high doses, so five times that amount or half a gram per kilogram or 500 migs per kilogram, that can cause liver failure. Not worth chancing in your beloved four-legged dog. So again, please know xylitol. We'd rather have real sugar instead. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, 
The death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about Thanksgiving dangers to your dog and rarely to cats. We've talked about dangers such as fattening meat scraps, bones, pieces of turkey skin, even things that are common household foods like onions, garlic, chives. We've talked about the dangers of vitis species, grapes, raisins, and certain currants. We've talked about desserts with xylitol. Now, I wanted to talk about two remaining food products. As you can notice at Thanksgiving, all the dangers and poisons are food related because we're all gorging. One of them is alcohol. It doesn't make sense in that most dogs and cats would never eat alcohol, right? Well, most dogs aren't going to purposely drink beer. They're not going to be exposed to hard liquor. And please make sure to keep those mixed drinks and beer away from your pets anyway. The sources that I'm talking about when it comes to alcohol poisoning are honestly from weird sources. One of the worst cases of alcohol poisoning I ever saw was actually during my residency at University of Pennsylvania, and it was in a beagle. And guess what that beagle ate during Thanksgiving? He ate a rum-soaked fruitcake. Not only was he poisoned by the fruitcake, I mean, those things are gross tasting anyway with their fake currants and raisins in them, but not only was he poisoned with the raisins risking him to develop kidney failure, but this dog ended up getting alcohol poisoning because a fruitcake was soaked in rum, which I guess if you're going to eat fruitcake is the best way to make it taste good. So this dog had the double whammy of alcohol poisoning and raisin poisoning. This dog actually developed a life-threateningly low blood sugar because alcohol actually makes a pet's blood sugar really low. And this pet was severely inebriated. And when that happens, it can actually cause slowed respirations, again, that life-threateningly low blood sugar, severe coma, and even seizures. You definitely want to keep those mixed drinks, beer, or rum-soaked fruitcake out of reach. The second source I wanted to warn you about is a different way of getting alcohol poisoning. And believe it or not, it's unbaked bread dough. Now, I love fresh bread. And I will admit, I'm a carb addict. So I always love fresh bread when it comes to Thanksgiving or the holidays. However, 
If you're about to put some fresh bread into the oven, you better make sure that unbaked bread dough isn't ingested by your dog. To be on the safe side, to avoid all these poisons, the best thing you can actually do is to keep your dog crated in a totally different area of the house as you're preparing for Thanksgiving. Because again, all these dangers are found in the kitchen or in the dining area. If your dog happens to eat the unbaked bread dough, guess what happens? Your dog's stomach actually acts as an artificial oven. It's warm. It's moist. And guess what? That unbaked bread dough contains yeast. And that yeast ends up causing the bread to rise. It releases carbon dioxide, which can actually distend your dog's stomach and result in that life-threatening gastric dilatation volvulus. Now, in a previous episode of ER Vet, we talked about the dangers of the GDV. So I want you to check that out, okay? That was called food bloat in dogs, and that was episode 101. So if you have a big dog, you definitely want to keep unbaked bread dough out of reach. Not only can it cause that GDV from causing a distended abdomen, but the yeast and the sugar in the unbaked dough actually are metabolized to alcohol in the warm environment of the stomach. That ends up resulting in secondary alcohol poisoning in your dog. So Again, you guys have heard the list, fatty table scraps, bones and turkey legs, onions, leeks, garlic and chives, grapes and raisins and some species of currants, xylitol, unbaked bread dough and alcohol. Please keep those all out of reach. Now, of course, most veterinarians are closed on Thanksgiving Day and on Black Friday. So they're often also closed on the weekend after. So if you think your dog or cat got into something poisonous, you want to call your vet your ER vet, or the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center right away. Because oftentimes the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center can give you advice on what to do over the phone. Please be aware there is a small fee, and that fee is to help keep poison control centers open 24-7. So pre-program your cell phone with your veterinarian, your ER vet, and the ASPCA at 888-426-4435 right away. Remember, with any poisoning situation, the sooner you diagnose it, the easier it is to treat, the less expensive it is, and the less dangerous it is to your pet. All right, so now you guys know the Thanksgiving dangers to keep away from your dog and cat. The last thing I wanted to talk about is what to be thankful for this Thanksgiving holiday. Now, it's a busy time of the year, but remember, it's only as busy as we make it. I'm going to encourage you during Thanksgiving to take this time in the remaining two months of 2022 to slow down. As Thanksgiving approaches, we oftentimes feel more stressed and more overwhelmed. We have to get all our holiday gifts. We have to book flights. We have to prepare the house. I always like to remind myself as Thanksgiving approaches, this is a time where we're supposed to be thankful. I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for my first cat, Seamus, who taught me how to be a better cat owner. I talked about that in an earlier episode that released earlier this month. I'm thankful for JP, the first dog I ever had as an adult, who taught me the importance of the joy of a tail wag. And he really taught me about the importance of quality of life when assessing dogs with cancer. 
I'm thankful to the thousands of dogs and cats that I've treated and the good and occasional bad owners that came with them for making me who I am today as an ER vet and teaching me and reminding me why I love to do what I do as a veterinarian. I'm also going to encourage you as we get busier and busier with the holidays. I oftentimes will see pet owners or dog owners walking their dogs and sort of jerking on the leash really hard as their dog's trying to sniff and lift their leg to pee everywhere. Well, as the end of this year approaches, let your dog take extra time to sniff. One of my biggest regrets with JP was not letting him sniff more. And I know it sounds silly, but we're oftentimes in such a big rush, we don't let dogs enjoy that time. They have such strong senses of smell that that's their way of enjoying life, right? They're just going for a walk and enjoying life. So in conclusion of today's podcast, I just want to remind you, slow down for the rest of the year. Let your dog sniff a little bit more and try to take it easier. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.